1: No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
0: This week's podcast is presented by the HBO documentary series The Defiant Ones. The Hollywood Reporter renders it illuminating and entertaining. From criminal courts to the highest corridors of corporate power, The Defiant Ones is a real-life chronicle of the unlikely but ultimately unbreakable bond of trust and friendship between Jimmy Iovine and Dr. Dre. For your consideration, nominated for five Emmys, including outstanding documentary or nonfiction series.
1: Welcome to Screen Talk Emmy Edition. Uh, Michael Schneider, Executive Editor of IndieWire, and me, editor and at large, Ann Thompson. Hello Ann are back from the uh, Oscar lunch, uh, the IndieWire Oscar lunch yeah, was yeah. today.
0: Well, and, and breaking news, you're telling me that people actually listen to this podcast. So, hello <laughs> to all of you listening to this podcast.
1: <laughs> you know, I actually think there is a horse race, and, you know, why not listen to us? It's
0: fun to talk about, and there there is a lot going on this year, so... Um, although it was uh, interesting, definitely the, the topic of, of the lunch uh, w- was obviously some of the rule changes going on with the, the Motion Picture Academy. So That
1: is still a hot topic. I
0: have not met a single person yet who's thrilled with the ideas.
1: You tend to be, uh, it's the governors who tend to defend uh, what they did at that meeting. Yeah. Not anyone who's not a governor, honestly. Yeah. How are we going of roadside attractions thinks it's a great idea. Oh, really? Which he does. With, what
0: part of it? The uh, the he most popular uh, we, Oscar? Yeah,
1: he thinks that, that it's a good thing to um, get away from uh, this is an interesting point. To get away from the pristine Tiffany high-end quality entertainment side of the Oscars and go back to a much more broad showbiz Uh, definition of what movies are and can be. He actually likes that idea.
0: Well, I can't wait for the hottest couple Oscar uh, coming (laughs) soon. Uh,
1: (laughs) No, I disapprove. I totally disapprove, and I think it's because... Especially this year with Black Panther. You yeah. Know, it, it doesn't feel right.
0: Well, you know, the, the other thing that actually a lot of people were talking about at the luncheon is, is less about that category and more the concern of pushing the Oscar up to the start of February and how I that's have a lot more yeah, problem with and that. And that screws with the calendar and it forces everyone to push their awards up and so you're pushing it into December and pre Christmas. And from, from what I understand and talking to people who have talked to others who are in these meetings uh, people inside the Academy foolishly thought that this meant that some awards, w- uh, other award shows would go after the Oscars, not realizing That's that not gonna no, no one's going to go after the Oscars. They're all going to go
1: back forward. But what it, it does mean is that they are hoping to reduce the amount of time. I don't think they really believed that. What they're yeah. doing is just reducing the uh, the calendar length of time that these award shows go on and pushing it. But you have to have... 12 months of movies going until December 31st and you have to have time to give everybody to see them yeah. and you have to have some playtime in theaters God forbid I mean the Academy is supposed to be defending theater going yeah. that's their job
0: yeah, and it also means that you're going to have more of these award shows now that are, are going to have to double up two, two or more award shows the same week, especially for the guilds that may now have to go on a Wednesday or something to.
1: It's a disaster. To, to
0: make it on the calendar. So you
1: know, I mean, it, it, it feels like they were all you know smoking grass at this event. <laughs> you know, like some, something was in their Kool Aid. You know, something got into their brains and they didn't think these things through. They got all excited. Yeah,
0: so yeah. That's what I hear. Anyway,
1: so so basically, um, we are going to be looking at dramatic performances. Exactly. We did
0: comedy last week. Now we're going to look at some of the drama actors, actresses, guests, supporting, and uh, main.
1: So I've got the um, Outstanding Guest Actress in a Drama Series. I adore Diana Rigg as Lady Olenna Tyrell in Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. Of course, I go back all the way to uh, (laughs) Emma Peel, you know. But um, uh, then there's Viola Davis uh, in Scandal, which feels like old news. Well,
0: this is interesting that, uh, you know, she's nominated for guesting on Scandal, playing Annalise Keating, her character on How to Get Away with Murder, which, of course, she's won an Emmy for as uh, lead actress. So she's now in the running for Guest Act for playing that same role but on a different show another Shonda Rhimes show so she... So
1: we have a Shonda Rhimes extended universe.
0: So exactly, A S R C U. Very good. But uh yeah, so so that's kind of interesting that that she's in the running for that.
1: Uh And then we have Cherry Jones, who is one of the great theater actresses of all time, uh who had a very small role if I may be so bold on The Handmaid's Tale. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I really didn't I mean, sometimes, but that's what this is supposed to be. That's what this is,
0: yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, You actually have three Handmaid's Tale uh, actresses on this. Uh, You've got Samira Wiley. Hers was bigger. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, because this season she wasn't seen as much, which is why she's now a a guest actress uh, nominee as opposed to supporting actress. Um, and then you've got Kelly Jenrette, who is uh, an interesting choice because she's a little lesser known uh, of an actress, but she managed to get in for Handmaid's Tale.
1: And then Cicely Tyson uh, for How to Get Away with Murder.
0: Yeah, speaking so, of the Shonda Rhimes creative there universe. There you go.
1: So we're looking at multiple Shonda Rhimes and we're looking at multiple Handmaid's Tales. And I'm suggesting to you that Diana Rigg will walk away with it in a in a Big, big way.
0: Should, should uh, that that that's that could very well be. Interestingly, by the way, Cicely Tyson nominated last year as well for the same role uh, as a guest on How to Get Away with Murder. Last year's winner, by the way, was Alexis Bledel from The Handmaid's Tale. So,
1: but don't you think these people will will ca- cancel, cancel each, each other, other
0: out? out? Exactly.
1: Okay, so that's that's my read. Um, and then we have guest actor. Um, so yes, we have F. Murray Abraham, who's been playing the uh, wicked, Daradal. Dar- <laughs> Dar- sort of in the homeland. But he's some he's time. the deep state, uh, so good.
0: CIA operative who is you, you're right, fantastic.
1: Matthew Good is Tony Armstrong Jones. So this was the first time he was playing that role, uh, wooing Vanessa Kirby as Princess Margaret, and he was terrific in this. Really Would you say good. he
0: was Matthew Good?
1: Very funny. <sighs> and then we have um Gerald McCraney as Dr. K. Yeah,
0: the sentimental role of course. Uh he put Gerald McCraney p- pops up it seems like once a season in a flashback uh, as uh you know the of course the the mentor to some degree of Jack on that show and uh he he popped up in a, the very emotional Jack dies episode. Um, so, so yeah, an emotional favorite. Uh, speaking of this is us, you also have Ron Cephas Jones as as William. Now, this is another case of someone who was a supporting actor last year, but. This year uh, was sort of because his character died on the show, wasn't seen as much, so mostly in flashbacks. So that's why he's a guest actor I nominee this time. I find
1: these mystifying. Uh, you know, I don't get it. But, you know, so it goes. And then there's Jimmy Simpson as William in Westworld.
0: Another example of someone last year who was actually, uh, like, one of the leading stars of Westworld. But because now he's not. his, his, now it's his role his, was it's marginalized this year. Yeah. yeah. But uh, he's only a, a guest actor.
1: And then, But the one who will walk away with it, in my humble opinion, is Cameron Britton as Edmund Kemper in Mindhunter. And I just, I, I don't know how to explain it, but he pops out of this list. Um, he's, he's so good in this show that was under-recognized, though. What I was going to say about the last category is that all those nominations for Handmaid's Tale, even if they do uh, wipe each other out, is a sign of strength for a series that won last year and is up for many things in many categories, whereas Mindhunter is is something that, isn't up for lots of things,
0: right? Right. In
1: many categories. The
0: other thing I'll add to this: the the guest uh, actor category is Gerald McCraney did win last year for playing Dr. K. So,
1: so he can't win again.
0: Well, he might win again. You
1: are hanging on to the old way of thinking about things.
0: <laughs> I that's not my way. That's just the way people people are. People vote, and they love them some Gerald McCraney apparently. And so, who knows? But there's a good shot that he might end up. Back in the Winner's Circle again.
1: He was very good in House of Cards. Actually, I loved him in that.
0: Hey, he's Major Dad. He'll always be Major Dad to me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you don't agree that Mindhunter has a shot here, or what?
0: I don't. I, I think he's less of a household name. Less, Do less you
1: have to be a household name. I think Can to you some you degree, break out?
0: something like this, it's easier. He's so good in it to be a name. Um, to some degree. But uh, but but I think also it hurts that Mindhunter didn't get well, a that's lot of why attention. I said it
1: because yeah. it's not. Whereas the Crown is actually a very strong contender and has thirteen nominations and so forth. And this is the first chance to to reward him. But I don't feel it. Yeah. Do yeah.
0: You? No, not quite. Not yeah. quite. So. You think it's McCraney? I think it's McCraney Ay-y-y-y again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll be honest. Oh that was God. a big episode. That was a Super Bowl episode. You see,
1: I didn't see what he did. It
0: was. It was. The, the episode after the Super Bowl. And so, you know, a couple people saw it here and there. <laughs> it would,
1: but he must have chewed up the scenery and done well, a good job. he
0: does whenever he's on because he's the kindly old, he's Dr. K. You know, he's, he's a great actor. He's, he's the guy, he's, he's the doctor who's always there for you.
1: I will admit that I watched This Is Us in the first season and got what it was and figured out that I didn't need to keep watching it. This is the truth.
0: This is truth. This is us.
1: Sorry. It's just the way it is. Yeah. All right, now we're going to go back to uh, another chart. Yeah, I'm going and, to
0: drama uh, oh. supporting actor. So uh, getting into some of the, the big acting categories now on the drama side.
1: All right, I have to... So... Go down. You start.
0: Yeah. So, well, uh, so, so the front runner here, by the way, is our buddy David Harbour, who uh, just uh, recently did a podcast with. Go to IndieWire.com slash podcast. <laughs> Actually, I don't know if that, that works. Go, go to IndieWire.com, find our podcast, and you'll find my chat with David Harbour, who was delightful. Talked to him a little bit about his favorite episode of The X-Files and also his favorite episode of Stranger Things, and uh, uh, always fun to talk to him, and uh, of course, uh, just just great in the second season of stranger things uh they're busy shooting uh, season three right now and uh yeah so he's he's the front runner there and uh we uh also have in the mix peter dinklage a lot of people love the dink um you know he's he's a he's a fan favorite and also previous winner so he's in the mix as well um other people in the category include matt smith from the crown and actually and He's you wrote
1: very good as prince Philip. yeah
0: and as you wrote uh, this week at com slash awards again i don't think that's actually the domain
1: actually you could go to thompson <laughs> on hollywood <laughs> and to, you would find it there you go
0: go to thompson <laughs> on hollywood find the, the piece you did about, pointing out that of course this is the last chance for yeah, claire foy and matt smith yeah. to to be honored for the crown since this is it for them they're out Got new actors playing those roles in future seasons, but so
1: there was an awards uh, guy at the lunch today. We were talking about The Crown, and um, and it was it, it was it's lo- it, basically it's possible that people take it for granted a little bit that that it just isn't um, it's like so popular. I don't I can't, I never have m- spoken to someone who doesn't love it. Yeah, and a lot of people have watched it. Yeah, so why isn't it a stronger contender? It should be. I
0: think it's it's just a case of there's a lot of great contenders out there, and you're right. It's it's probably a lot of people's second choice, perhaps for for some of these categories. But uh, yeah, uh, maybe it's because it's British, uh, and 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 so it uh, is handicapped by that. But yeah, that's that's a good question. So so you've got that. You've got uh, Joseph Fiennes for Handmaid's Tale. Uh, Nikolai Koster-Waldau for Game of Thrones, and of course, our favorite, Mandy Patinkin for Homeland. Good old Mandy.
1: I talked to him, and I have to say he's, he's awfully good as Saul in he's that show. He's iconic. And he, he represents a kind of um, <laughs> government service that may be in short supply in our world.
0: Now, by the way, you asked about The Crown and why it doesn't get many awards, but in this category last year, John Lithgow he won. He did
1: win. It was the one thing they won. Yeah. 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 As Winston Among Churchill. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Of course, the Americans. So again, the, love, the anti-British bias. Well, <laughs> there you go. Bias. There you go. So I think we've <laughs> uncovered... Uh, so
1: Matthew Good has his slot this year, uh, so. if you like, and you do, you don't feel the way about... It. Matthew Good is one of those actors who who is um, always good, but he makes it look easy, mm-hmm. um, whereas... I think John Lithgow was uh, flashy in a different kind of way.
0: Yeah, yeah. John Lithgow chews up
1: He was doing what you said. He's showing that American could play Winston Churchill.
0: Yeah, yeah, which was a big and, deal. And
1: a big, tall American could stoop down and put on all the prosthetics. There was a lot of bells and whistles there.
0: Well, uh, according to the odds over uh, at our uh, sister publication, uh, Gold Derby, uh, David Harbour is so far ahead of, of everyone else as, as first choice. So... Um, he gives great speech, by the way, too. If you've seen him win past awards, uh, I, th- I remember at the SAG Awards the year that uh, Stranger Things won, uh, he just gave fantastic speech. So, you know, that's that's one benefit of, of David Harbor winning is guaranteed he'll be fantastic up there on stage. So, we will see. Now, uh, how about supporting actress?
1: So basically, we have Anne Dowd in The Handmaid's Tale, who was so terrific, and I could easily imagine her. Uh, winning something for that Um, Yvonne Strahovski though is the one who emerged in this season um, as the wife and she's extraordinary she has the most to do that's different you know in other words some people complained that season two was just more of same and a lot of depressing stuff yeah Um, I would argue that Yvonne Strahovski Strahovski was extraordinary. Yeah, Uh, yeah, especially um, as you got to the end of the season. Yeah, a lot of stuff going on there. And and taking a character who had a lot of negatives around her and making her sympathetic. Um, Tandy Newton is incredible in Westworld. This was her season. She had a chance to really shine. Uh, and, and speak Japanese. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so
0: don't discount Tandy Newton as, as a possibility as well because you're right. Um, she, she was the star of this season of this Westworld. Is,
1: this is really competitive. Lena yeah. Headey, Game of Thrones, always fantastic, but I would suggest um, more so last season mm-hmm. perhaps than this season.
0: Perhaps, but to it, do. You, can't, uh, you can't discount uh, the, the Game of Thrones effect on, on any voting. It's a show that everyone then, watches.
1: Then there's Vanessa Kirby, who's amazing in The Crown as Margaret. And also amazing, by the way, giving her a little extra cred in Mission Impossible Fallout, mm-hmm. which um, uh, she totally ran away with. Stole the show.
0: And then you've got Alexis Bledel, who upgraded from last year, who was, uh, you know, uh, the, the guest actress winner. Now she's uh, she was in more than 50 percent of episodes, which pushed her into the supporting actress category.
1: She was a little bit one note for my taste. Um, depressed. Yeah. Miserable.
0: Gilmore Girl No unkempt. More. huh?
1: Yeah. And then uh, Millie Bobby Brown in Stranger yeah. Things is she a strong contender too?
0: No, I mean I think that it, that's a case of just it's it's great to have been nominated, right? And so for her, that's that's probably the the win in itself. So um, you know she was she was nominated last year as well. So this is two years in a row. So uh, do the
1: Handmaid's Tales knock each other out, or does Churrofsky Stra- properly emerge to the good top, question. or does Anne Dowd? Raise, you know, she's more well-known.
0: Well, she won last year, so there's a, always a possibility of Anne Dowd repeating. But I think maybe this could also be a case of people feeling she won last year, so maybe we give it to Von Strahovski this I year. I agree. Keep it in the, That's the family. I would imagine. And, but Tandy know,
1: Newton would be several things. Yeah. A, a person of color and a brilliant performance. Yeah
0: absolutely nominated last year maybe it's the, her time to win and I could see Ann Dowd and Yvonne Strahovsky canceling each other out yeah and that's
1: what I'm wondering yeah okay. so
0: now let's get to the drama actor category
1: so Sterling K. Brown is a familiar breakout star from last year and won last year for or this, this us. Is us,
0: yep, and so he's he's back in the running. He's the front runner uh, by by leaps and bounds over at Gold Derby, and I tend to agree. This is a case where Sterling K. Brown, for a while, whenever his name is on a ballot, people are going to check it, which is great. I love Sterling K. Brown.
1: He is so popular, so beloved, and so good in everything that he tries to do. And he did beautifully in People vs. OJ as well, um, and in uh, some movies that he's had parts in, supporting parts in. Yeah, yeah, including including Black Panther. Black Panther, thank you very much. So, Matthew Reese, though, this is our last chance. With the Americans, last, like, the, like the Crown.
0: Last chance, and there there is a strong contingency of people who really think, you know, he, he deserves something. Uh, you know, last chance again. So that's why I think he's in the mix. And a strong number two, according to Gold, Gold Derby. Um, and then you got Milo Ventimiglia, who, you know, is a long shot, but this was sort of his year of This Is Us. If last year was Sterling K. Brown's year of This Is Us, uh, then this year it was all about Jack, right? And and the death of Jack, and and there was a, the, the acting that was involved in uh, you know portraying that character. Uh, but Can I don't think I, I don't think it was it's enough to actually get him the Emmy.
1: When you're in a situation with a network show versus a premium cable show, you, the numbers would tell you that fewer people watch the premium cable show than watch the hit network show correct
0: um well that's changing right as as uh, you know network ratings go down and you know more people watch more different things and uh, they
1: watch them on on demand and they watch them in different ways and we're also talking about hbo go
0: yeah and we're also talking about america as a whole versus the community the hollywood community which maybe that's not the case um, maybe the Hollywood community is much more apt to watch premium content, streaming, premium cable, etc. So,
1: but it's still a popularity contest. It's still about who's seen the show the most and loves it, right?
0: To some degree, yeah.
1: So that's why I'm asking.
0: I, th- I think because Sterling kind of transcends "This Is Us." You're you're voting in this case for Sterling K. Brown more than you are for "This Is Us." Um, but but
1: Jeffrey Wright was really good in on West Westworld. Westworld. Yeah, yeah. This season. When there was a bit of a plot twist for him.
0: Yeah. No, absolutely. He's, uh, you and know. And he ran he, with it. He's he's great. But, uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, and you've got Ed Harris, obviously, from Westworld as well. And you've got Jason Bateman, who a lot of people can appreciate for, uh, you know, all, 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 pr- producing, directing, and starring in Ozark. But not enough, uh, I think, support for, for him to really be a contender here. This comes down, I think, to Sterling K. Brown versus Matthew Rhys and Sterling uh, is, is by far the front runner. So Sterling's going to have to build another shelf, I think. Dude keeps picking up all these Emmys. And now, finally, drama actress.
1: Okay, so there have been criticisms of The Handmaid's Tale, and yet I have to say Elizabeth Moss was extraordinary again. In the second season.
0: Yeah, you're right. I know some people have criticized the show for for, for being a little too one-note in season two or, or cr- uh, criticizing Elizabeth thing. Moss's choices, but I... She's I, really an extraordinary I, yeah, actress. she so is. She
1: carries this, this, yes, it's dystopian, yes, it's distressing, but you're compelled to keep watching it.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: You and really are, and it's she who carries it.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, she's... She's a great actress. You She's know?
1: one of the best we have. So, so she could win again. Yeah, but it, but, but I can't help but think that *The Handmaid's Tale* for whatever reason hit the zeitgeist in a certain way last year. It, it, Me too, or or Trump, or or whatever it was. Me, was it yeah. pre, was it pre-me too?
0: No, no, it was uh, kind of.
1: Right on, Me Too.
0: Well, it was it was a little pre-Me Too. But no,
1: Me Too was really October. Yeah,
0: so it was a little pre-Me Too, but there had been already been rumblings of, you know, ever since Trump, let's face it, there's been a, uh, you know, sort of a latent... An awareness. That, that that sort of just grew. The hyper-awareness. Grew. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, so I, uh, I guess the question is, does that zeitgeist, extra cred... Extra gravitas that applies to Handmaid's Tale deservedly. Does it still have that same cl- resonance this year?
0: It doesn't have the same resonance this year, but does it have enough to for her, for her and for the show, uh, which we'll talk about more next week. We'll do that. But next um, but but for her, I think there's probably still enough that okay. that she she creeps through, especially because. Um, Claire Foy still isn't quite a household name yet even though she's definitely more well known than she was before and her fight for for pay uh, parity obviously her a lot of attention. gave her a lot of attention and a she's lot of credit coming
1: up in the Dragon Tattoo movie um, as Elizabeth Salander which will in, increase her celebrity mm, yeah the thing i guess i um i think she's so extraordinary that what everyone talks about is is her ability to let you know exactly what Elizabeth is thinking, without having to say words. It's a kind of silent performance, yeah. and you do know.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's true with with the the, the best of the the actors in this bunch. I, I would say Carrie Russell the same way. Um,
1: yeah, she's amazing.
0: I, and this is this is our last chance to honor Kerry Russell for the Americans and talk about deserved. Uh, I mean, just heartbreaking and incredible all the way through. And you know, it's it's sad that this will be our last chance to to honor her. Actually, it's interesting is when you look at this list. Last chance for Claire Foy. Last chance for Kerry Russell. Last chance for Tatiana Maslany. So a lot of folks here who won't be on the list next year. So there'll be another shakeup. But
1: um, but you also have Sandra Oh as the new. The new—I mean, she's been on these lists before, back in the day, but for *Killing Eve*. Yeah,
0: yeah, first time in the lead, and this is, you know, revolutionary to have an Asian, Asian uh, actress—about to say Asian American—but she's actually from Canada. uh, Actress uh, in this mix too, and and Sandra Oh is on the rise. So even if she doesn't get it this year, *Killing Eve* is—that's the show. By the way, when people ask me. What should I watch? Uh, first thing I say is, have you seen Killing Eve? And if they haven't, boom, there you go. There's your, there's your recommendation. You're done. You're good. Go enjoy eight hours of just pure fun and fantastic storytelling and acting and, and, and pleasure. So Killing Eve has become the go-to show for everyone who wants to watch a good TV show. And that's going to continue into season two.
1: So here's my question there. It's a sign of strength for a new show to land an Emmy nomination, yeah. So this is partly what you're saying, is it will build up even more yeah, strength yeah. next this year.
0: This is the, you know, the, this, you know, not only did the ratings continue to grow for that show, but word of mouth continues to grow. And then you've got the Emmy nominations. So there's going to, all eyes are going to be on season two of Killing Eve. And you that could it. potentially be Which huge you won't win this next year. year. Won't win this year. Yeah. But this is... The honor being nominated. So, is there
1: a battle between Elizabeth Moss and Claire Foy or not? Not really. I think it's it's Elizabeth Moss. I think it's Elizabeth Moss. You are so mean to the crown. (laughs) All right. Let's keep going. Well, that's actually
0: it for this week. No, then we we
1: have Evan Rachel Wood. We le- we left out for Westworld.
0: Oh oh, we didn't finish talking about drama actress. Yeah, yeah. can't can't forget <laughs> Evan Rachel Wood.
1: She's amazing, but she's in, according to Gold Derby, she's last on this list. Yeah, well, I, I think, think she makes it look too easy. Yeah, well, and I think also, also she's doing nothing but kill people <laughs> basically.
0: And also, it's interesting that you know she's she's up for drama actress, and Tandy Newton's up for supporting. Be- even though you and I were both saying this was Tandy Newton's season.
1: That makes no sense to me at all.
0: Well, it's all about just how much time you're on air, and also. That was a case where, that's that's what those two actresses decided to uh, enter in. You know, I think either of them could have gone in a, any category, but um, yeah, it does feel like because it was Tanya Newton's year and, and less so Evan Rachel Wood, who was really the breakout of season one, that uh, yeah, that's why she's down on the list compared to some of these other people.
1: It's a familiar um, thing that we know about in the Oscar world, which is called category fraud. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry.
0: No, that's, that's been a long-standing debate in the, the, the Emmy world, too. Um, you know, most interestingly, uh, the, uh, the, the recent uh, renewal of The uh, Alienist which is now going to be back for a second season.
1: So it shouldn't be in the limited series.
0: But because it's been grandfathered in since, you know, you can't go back and change ballots now and everything else, it will continue to compete in the limited series uh, world this season. Next season, though, it'll have to, be. It'll have to move. Yeah. Although I know they're going to give it a different title. They might try to get away <laughs> with calling it another, like...
1: But it's based on a book.
0: But a different book than the it's it's the sequel to The Alienist. So they made might oh, argue that this is a that. sequel.
1: An extended universe yeah. honestly, another universe.
0: Honestly, Sherlock has done that for years, because every time they come back, it's, it's like a different a, it's, book. It's a, a different book, a different story, a different quote unquote movie. So they they That's manage, cheating. See, again, it's it's category fraud. Now, when Big Little Lies come back comes back for season two, there's no getting around it. That's gonna have to compete in the drama category next time. But mm. uh yeah, it's it's. Uh, this is why they pay the uh, awards consultants the big bucks, right? They they exactly. strategize all this stuff.
1: Exactly. And by the way, at our lunch today, there's a lot of overlap. Yeah. I was talking I was talking Emmy stuff with the with the Netflix folks. Yeah. Okay. So
0: that is it. So that's it for We're this. Done. week. We're done. All right. That yeah. was fun,
1: Michael. Thank you.
0: Indeed. Next week we'll talk series. So we'll talk the the, the big gets.
1: Okay. All, all right. Bye bye. Thanks, Anne.